So it's obvious we're going to have to have a uh, a one-on-one meeting about your red button pushing and you know understanding when things are recording and when they aren't sir and you know it's beginning to be a problem and um yeah we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to discuss this cuz you know you know this it's it's unacceptable at this point You were saying? Okay. You were saying? Okay. Uh, really? Look, really? Look, all right, Lorenzo. Really? You, you, you look like Great Value Drake, and you want to sit here and tell me there's a problem with my button pushing? I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. It's obvious, you know that. Oh, I got buttons I can push. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, because we're always on buttons pushing. You know, I'm talking about the one that helps us record the show, though. That's the one I'm talking about. Are we recording now? Yes, are we, we recording now? Yes, we okay, are. Okay, so are you are finished? You, are, are you done? Are, are you uh, in the middle of Black History Month? This is what we're doing. Oh, now we're going to pull the Black History Month card. That's what we're, that's that's what we're doing now. Maybe. Um, what I you mean, trying to say? Well, you know, we're both black, so you know, we are three. We are three black people in this. You know, slightly perturbed, slightly African American. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. What's up, y'all? Hey, what's going on? Hope you're having a good a good start to the week or whenever you're hearing us. Three ABP in the house. I am your one of your hosts here, Big Rob. We got Lorenzo. We got Chris. What's happening, y'all? Hey. <laughs> What's up? Ah right, man. Every time, you know, I feel like every time I do this podcast, I want to murder somebody. Not what? one of y'all. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, and I was just about to play play Playboy Cardi pull up, and then he says that. I, no, but it's like every single time something's going on where I just want to, you know. Damn, all of y'all were making songs called "Pulled Up." Playboy Cardi got pulled up. Two C and Twenty One Savage got pulled up. G Herbo got pulled up. I guess I'm in the right vein. At there. least somebody said "pull up" with a with a stick. I mean, like. <laughs> Pull up to my bumper, baby. Oh. <laughs> Actually, don't do that because I'll cut you out if you tap my bumper. <laughs> Hold on. She wasn't talking about that type of bumper, was she? Did we do? You know what? I might have discovered that just when you did. Oh, no. Don't pull up to my bumper. 
Stay away from my bumper. I, well, I, well, actually, no, I, I don't Hold know. up. Hold up. Hold Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Wait, wait. She's in a long black limousine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Okay. Okay. We're stre- that might be a stretch, no pun intended. No. To it. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! We're t- all right. Look, it's oh, not no. Friday, y'all. It's oh, not no. Friday. Yeah, are you PM. sure? Are but you, you sure? Were talking about maiming She's someone. The one, look, I, look. There's a difference. Okay, murder. Murdering is more acceptable in this in this context. Okay. Oh, just as I play young man. Okay. <laughs> I do like this. I do like this part a lot, though. I can't always play this though for so many reasons. Reasons. I, I wake up in the morning ready for war every day, and I gotta, I gotta literally like get myself out that mind frame. What? Oh, y'all, y'all don't realize when like the messages for me first in the morning. Oh, I figured. Like, yeah, like it, it's literally like you can tell I haven't eaten yet. Yeah. And it's like okay, one thing, and he's already contemplating where he's burying the body. Yeah. yeah, classic. I, I I I I'm working on it. I do my best. So he's self aware. Who do you who who do you want to cause an M word to that is not um not of a negative connotation? I can't. Well, you said something that I can't really give specifics on because if I give the specifics on it and then they listen to it, then it's a problem. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So whoever's in um, Rob's life, just know that um. Retribution must be made. Somebody Ooh. got to die. If I go, you gotta go. Going to get our normal. Going <laughs> to get our normal background. Happy go lucky born ass music. <laughs> I think it's because I put the hat on. I put the hat on, and then all of a sudden, oh gosh, no, 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 no. Listen. So you, I'm gonna tell you right now. With the hat, you just give me Narcos vibes because I decided to rewatch that, and they just the part where you know they give Pablo the hat and he's yeah. rocking that shit. What you trying to say? I'm cold. Also, side note for anybody that um <laughs> for anybody that watches Narcos or watch Narcos, if you checked out Griselda, I gotta tell you, I, my personal opinion is I think it was whack. <gasps> I think it was whack. Um, wait, wait. I, so there's so many freaking shows called Narcos now. There's like no, five so, different shows. So the creators of Narcos did a story about uh, Griselda Blanco. Yes, and they give you bits and pieces of some stuff that happened, but I don't think they're telling the full story. Now, for those that follow. Uh, movies like uh, or documentaries like Cocaine Cowboys. Yes, the second one is all about Griselda Blanco. At least there's a good uh, portion of it. Yes, and it tells us it tells a story and basically how she she had Miami popping. Facts. You know? So it's uh, a lot that I think they leave out in um, the Netflix series, and you know the Netflix series is meant to really be entertainment. So they don't, they kind of cherry pick certain things. And then also the way they paint, paint Griselda. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not in a way. If you watch Cocaine Cowboys, you're not going to see what you see in Netflix. Netflix gives you somebody that, you know, had to build up to being ruthless. Um, that is, that is something that I feel like 
they don't capitalize uh, well on. Where again, cocaine cowboys, you know, check that shit out. It's a dope. You, you, you'll 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 see a a stark difference. Oh yeah, that that woman didn't hesitate. If if it came to if it was coming to money that she was owed, oh she got it, she got it, no questions asked. If you missed the payment, you ended up dead. It was no, I'll get it to you tomorrow. It's yeah, like no, dude, no. death is now. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was immediate. Why, bitch, better have my Rihanna made bitch better have my money in honor of Griselda Blanco. <laughs> no one can tell me different. Griselda, Griselda, sorry, I apologize. I'm so glad that she's no longer of this mortal plane. Also, the only person. Who was who? The only person that Pablo Escobar was afraid of was Griselda. He has a quote that says, um, "The only man I was ever afraid of was a woman named Griselda Blanco." Come mm. on now, you got you. You already the most the terrifying. Only, the only thing I had with that quote is where did it come from? Because I know Netflix has it. Uh, allegedly, are you saying the source is questionable? It comes I'm, from I, the independent.co.uk. Yeah, but where did they get it from? Because that's that up now. that's one of the things that I question. And I ain't saying he's he didn't say it. I just like to know if he actually said it. So one of the one of the things that uh, I have a huge interest in is really the the cocaine uh, trade, right? And just how that really affected a lot of people. You know, the seventies, eighties. And, you know, some of the stuff was happening, you know, when we were children. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so watching Narcos, which I think Narcos, even though they took some liberties with a couple things, Mm -hmm. they they had actual events and, you know, that they they presented. And now one trend I'm also noticing is that when when you get these these movies, of course, you know, they don't reach out to you know, some living family members who can actually give more of a counted take on what happened, or at least, you know, say, Hey, if you're going in this direction, consider this, because one thing you'll learn, especially if you were uh, watching Narcos is that, um, even years, and I mean, years after, um, you know, Pablo's death, you know, they still feel the effects of it in Colombia. That was yeah. something mm. that was mentioned. Um, and um, it's a lot that happens at that time. Of course, another reason we got so many conspiracy theories, but if you watch Narcos and then for fun, if you watch Snowfall, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of correlations. You can see a lot of correlation and is mainly just on that war on drugs and I uh, won't go further than that, but there's enough documentaries as well as these shows that if you start watching them in, the, in the, any kind of order, really, right. You start piecing things together. Yes. You know, so just, you know, I wanted to put that out there. Of course, uh, we're not here to do a review today, although there's a couple things we definitely going to chime in on mm-hmm. because our previous episode was uh very music heavy as Chris, you pointed out. Yeah. Um, it was one of those weird things because we recorded on a Friday and just so happened stuff was popping off on a Friday. It popped off and it continued for a whole week. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, which made me like, damn, we should have probably waited before we recorded any damn thing. How many times do we have to shake this table? Oh, well, we're not going with the, we are (laughs) not going with that title today, but, um. Em is for mercy. (laughs) Oh, so uh, I'm trying to think of where to start. So let's recap. 
Okay. For those who were tuning in, if you wrong track. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So recap. Uh, we had dropped the episode Shaking the Table Part Three. We did one, a part one, and part two, and then ended up having to do a part three. And in part three, we got into a particular track that was released that day, which was called "Hiss" by Meg The Stallion. And Meg went off. And actually, if you go back and listen to it, we actually play a little bit of it as the intro. Um, of course, you know Meg likes to address a couple things in that song. And that got a certain artist by the name of Nicki Minaj uh, pissed. So Nicki turns around, starts going on a Twitter rant, which we actually uh, uh, talked about as well. And, you know, Rob, you brought up that you want to see the stuff on wax. You know, what's going to Twitter? And we said, well, you know, typically what happens, it starts on Twitter, but you can best believe they follow up with a track. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know is how much she was going to prove Rob right after Rob was like, okay, so they do both. Yeah. Well, well, Rob, she failed the assignment that you gave her. She Mm. failed the assignment because basically, if you paid attention to the tweets, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she literally gave you the lyrics to her diss track. A response yes. to Meg yes. in tweet form before you actually got the diss track. Yes. That that happened. And before anybody comes for us, we are only talking about what's literally there. You so can't re- time, you can't refute what we're saying at that this point. This time Twitter fingers turn to Twitter fingers. I'll kinda wonder <laughs> if she I'll kinda wonder if she recorded it first and then decided to go ahead and tweet it all out. Right. Because she went on a a couple days ranting heavy i didn't follow it all at all and i know at one point she jumped in a um she jumped in a session with joe budden a couple other people and uh you know was talking about things there uh but this course got out of hand because not only is she going off um there's now an article Mm. that Meg had, you know, Meg's folks, people decided to go and make sure that her mother's grave is protected. Yeah. Because the fear of that information being leaked out to the public uh, was seeming like that could happen. Right. Right. And a lot of stuff started happening uh, in addition to Nicki Minaj being mad fans of course are activated and they are doxing anyone that is saying something horrible about Nicki Minaj and they getting their answers handed to them they are they are but we're going to talk we're going to talk about it because it's no it's not this isn't new to anybody that has followed either one of these artists whether it's been Meg whether it's been Nicki Minaj, everybody knows there's been a beef. However, if you are familiar with Nicki Minaj, you know it hasn't just been Meg. It's been Cardi B, who she's had beef with, even the City Girls, Lotto, and of course Little Kim, mm-hmm. which we uh, mentioned on the last episode. That was the only one I kind of gave Nicki a little credit because I was like, I don't know if she initially started it. But 
in the interest of how many people, how many artists has she actually beefed with? I'm listing it. I would like to take back what I said, Nikki. I don't. I did some research on Nikki and Little Kim. So she did it, but it came down to is Little Kim felt felt disrespected. And when you look at how Nicki Minaj was rolled out, with how she was originally rolled out, and how they revamped her, and she had more of a Little Kim image persona, like you know, the um, the wigs, the colors. Um, honestly, when I went back and listened to some old episodes, Nicki did kind of disrespect Little Kim, and Little okay. Kim was just saying, "Just give me my props that you, you you're doing you you are doing my style." But when you think about it, to me, like. Someone made a good point. I was listening to Armand Wiggins' show, and she he was like, you know, you always need a villain in rap, and Nicki Minaj right. is our villain. And she did tell us back on Chun Li, she's like, y'all want me to be the bad guy, Chun Li, even though Chun Li wasn't the bad guy. But we'll leave that one alone. So she's unless she unless she meant Bloodsport, that's what she means. When, oh, when you really think Chun Li, yeah, okay, so, but she Bolo. says Chun Li, okay, but, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to be the bad guy? You want me to be the villain? That she's already have asserted, I would say, back in 2018, um, when she dropped her Queen album, that she was willing to be the bad guy in every situation coming. So I get so the Little Kim reference. I will stay, take a step back. Little Kim did make it very clear that Nikki, she felt like Nicki Minaj bit her style, her um, the way she talked, and she really didn't give her any props. She gave fake props, like we'll go on the news. And if I love little Kim, she's so great, she's so wonderful, and then turn around and not like want to talk to her in private, right? And if you think about it, technically that's what Nicki Minaj is saying that Megan The Stallion did to her. All of this seems very petty to me. Like, why? First off, it shouldn't even get to a point where we have to start protecting grave sites. That to me is just ridiculous. Okay, like we said in the previous episode. These things are always best when you get a benefit from it. You know, it's supposed to be we beef with each other and then we see who creates the best this album or track or whatever. And then we all make money off it because everybody's paying attention to us. And then we and then we squash the beef and then we make a song together. People need to take the Nas Jay-Z approach to this and, you know, actually make something of it. This just seems petty to me. Is it? Well, I will say this. I think it's always, it doesn't want to sound horrible. It's always going to come back down to respect given, respect earned. And I don't think that, I don't think Nicki Minaj feels like she gets the respect she deserves. And I think that a lot of the new young, not, I won't say young, but the new people, new women coming into rap are not on the level of, I'm just going to give you respect because you're Nicki Minaj. Like, I'm not saying that they feel like you have to earn it, but it's like, you know, let me just make my music and leave me the F alone. Like Cannabis said, you better give me the respect that I deserve. Or I'm going to take it by four and splash it with the 45 call. Make you somersault, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's dope. But, yeah, no. They're, they're literally saying, you come at me, I'm coming at you. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. It just... I, all this just seems unnecessary to me. It just seems like, you know... They're just taking the complete wrong angle. To, it, it seems like people are ego tripping and insecure at the same time. Because if you're really, because if you're really at the top of your game, none of this means anything to you anyway. But who is ego tripping? It seems like both people are. Because um, if we're talking, you don't hear about this. You don't hear about this when you know Eminem has beef. 
like the Eminem Benzino beef. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, and now I think in this particular case, because we're talking about we're talking about Meg and we're talking about Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. They're obviously somebody ego tripping. There's obviously somebody ego tripping, and I don't think it is Meg. I don't think it's Meg. There is a timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people Nicki Minaj is beef with? Yes. All timeline. Yep. Like literally. Is she the fifty cent of, of beef? Uh not as good as no, Nikki though. No. No. I don't and and honestly see that that's a that's an interesting question. No. I cause I, the way the way fifth did it was one fifth stayed on fifth definitely stayed on people's neck. He definitely did, but he took that way further. He took that way further. The fact that he even got a lot of artists just literally on one track to go at Ja Rule. Yes, that mess was nasty. I mean, it was a posse cut for one artist. One, you have multiple artists like literally coming out and throwing dirt on your name. One track, yep. That probably could have been like at least on an album, at least two different, maybe three different songs, right? So, yeah, I I don't think I don't think I don't think Nikki's winning that route at all. But every time there's been a new artist, Mm -hmm. sooner or later, new. Black woman in despair. Yep, yep. Sooner or later, Nikki has something to say. She's the fu- so so. It sounds like she's the fire starter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, and that's why I say that's why I say ego tripping. Maybe not so much ego tripping. So Megan, not as much, but definitely, definitely Nikki. It sounds. Like. I think. I think Meg. Honestly, Meg does not start the shit. She's just willing to finish it. Right, and you're not gonna you're not gonna say something about a person constantly and think they won't come back at you. Right. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. nuts. And the way that I honestly would love to see this shit settled, not a versus. I'm talking smack URL. Like, just get it out the fucking way. Yeah, just get it out the way. And you know the fact that it was even called out in his is like you know I'm in these spaces. Could have did something, you didn't. Right, you didn't. Now, of course, remember when it was Cardi? Cardi was like, "Oh yeah, it can be on site." I see you. You say something out. You say something crazy out your mouth, and, and it's on. Yeah. It's on. Oh yeah, Cardi's gonna knock her out. Yeah, and she don't care about them charges. No, and that's and that's the energy, but. Like with Nikki, she don't she don't carry that. And then her response would be like, "Oh, I don't know what's the problem." Da, 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 da. It's like you know something. We played the track, and and before we go any further, the last episode because I that joint, I was like that hits. I was like, all right, you took Junior C and you flipped it a little bit. Okay, cool. My thing is carry that same energy, mm-hmm. carry that same energy. Mm-hmm. And the problem that I have with rap today is that people love to say stuff on wax. Mm-hmm. Just like I had this issue with social media. Y'all love to say things in a space that you think you're protected. Mm-hmm. 
why not keep that same energy when you see that person face to face that's really it a lot of y'all ain't going to carry it like that we've all said time and time again hip-hop is a place where authenticity is precedent it's the number one factor when you're saying something this ain't you know this ain't rock and roll or r&b where you might give a little quick quip and then and then that's it you have to you know you have to walk the walk talk and talk the talk and if your car gets pulled you better be ready and it's and it's it's really sad because that's also why we have the problems that we have. But again, got to be authentic. Now I think that if you're going to if you're going to go this route, you pop like gum bars on your rhymes, for example. Knowing mm-hmm. goddamn well you're not trying to be caught anywhere with a burner. Right, right. You might want to think about how you're going to put your diss out. Right, you know, because you got fans that will listen to it and say, "Oh, that's just music; it's just entertainment." Blah blah blah. Right, and then they're shocked when you do it. Then you got people who really live by that code, and then they look at you like, "All right, so they were in the area, you didn't pop. Like, what's going on?" Yeah. So now you're being questioned. The thing about rap is that a lot of this we can't really take seriously at all, and no. even in 2024, people still don't get it, especially when the demographic that the fan base is young right you know um honestly the way i feel this should be settled they find an arena go ahead put a mic there they go back and forth oh, Nikki's live gonna, freestyle nikki can't freestyle i I don't say put I, up a shut up though <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying that to be an a-hole but like that so i told you my, i want to go ahead and tell you all my theory okay i take back the taylor smith theory that he's gonna propose to her on um on after the Super Bowl, I take back that theory. Oh, y'all didn't? I thought I told y'all that theory. Um, no, you just you just really jumped in. I was like, wait, who's going to propose to who? So, oh, Travis Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor Swift after the Super Bowl if they win. Yeah, okay, let's get back to that. Okay, but, but yes. before you before you continue though, we need to make a distinction between rap battling and battle rap. Yeah, I can't stand battle, battle rap. Battle, well, battle rap is when you come with bars you've already constructed yeah. and you both spit back and forth yeah. with no beat on. Right, I hate battle rap. So I love it, by the way. So, so that's always been one of the one of the illusions because there are some that they like. And I see what you mean, like battle rap, battle battle lines that your punch lines you already got constructed. Right, right. Um, at the same time, there's also some that they come with some of those lines, knowing what they want to say and how they got their delivery. But then at the same time, some of them can just freestyle it right off the head too. Yeah, like, some of them, right? Like they like they'll see the crowd reaction and then they'll they won't even go with something prepared. Right, right. But it's constructed. It's constructed where both people know I came with a series of three rounds. Of, you know verses that I'm going to spit at you and we go back and forth whereas compared to what the traditional like eight mile rap battle where we just go off the top of the head mainly but we do have some you know pre pre constructed verses so if I don't know who wins in that arena oh, honestly whoever the crowd votes for whoever the crowd votes for and pretty much whoever's whoever is not biased and able to look and literally go by the merit of the verse. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if we're just going by like anything pre-constructed, well, already, depending on what side of the lane you want to be on or if you can look into subjectively, which I'm going to do right now, 
Um, so far, his is saying a whole lot more damage wise, in my opinion, than uh, Bigfoot, which was Nikki's response, which is again why I kind of wish we had waited before we recorded the last episode because there was a lot of hype going about that this track and then it releases and the general <laughs> public some if you're a fan of Nikki then Nikki made a be- yeah. better diss track on um no fraud no frauds no bars no whatever the thing I was uh, yeah I believe it was no frauds yeah with that being said I would like to say I have a theory some people agree with me some people don't some people say no she needs to come back right now I said no you're being I want can I just say this first most people are not strategic and y'all prove this to me every day in your waking life this is why i'm not saying this is why you're not getting ahead but i'm gonna say this is why you always find yourself running around in circles because you're not strategic so nick um megan the stallion drops a bar a um, hiss she takes shots at everyone there was only one line in that whole song towards nikki there were two songs to her ex two songs to her ex-best friend two songs to um someone two lines dissing someone that um would probably diss her in favor for Nikki, aka Drake, right? But Nikki's the only one that had dug that's hollering. Megan has been sitting pretty, doing everything right, right, right. Here's the thing, and I think go back and listen to her interviews with Funk Master Flex, with Sway in the Morning, with Big Boy, where they're like, "Do you want? Do you mind?" Or with a Houston station, I can't remember that radio station's um dj but when they say you feel like dropping a verse and she's like sure i will and she drops a verse and starts rapping right. off the top freestyle um she has an album coming up i do not know when the album's coming out but i have this feeling it's probably going to come out towards a little bit after her birthday Nicki Minaj starts her world tour when march sometime i think it's i'm like not sure sometime in march strategically if i wanted to do damage and have a fatality I'm not doing it while you have access to your sound engineer, while you have access to your email, while you have access to anything you need to come at me. I'm going to sit here and sit pretty like she did with no frauds in the other song. She waited, I would say at least two weeks. It was at least two weeks before she dropped that song. And she had Drake and Lil Wayne on the track along Mm -hmm. with the video, which was bananas. Um, and also, she made sure that um, Sheetha got pulled because it used the Ether beat. And at the time, she was messing with Nas, and Nas, and like, she was like, "Did you get paid for this?" And he's like, "No, you need to pull it." So you see, she pulled. So I think we are going to hear Megan Thee Stallion diss her freestyle on a radio station towards the end of the month, or right as soon as she hits the tour, where she cannot get to a radio station and she cannot get her stuff out fast enough, and it's going to be the final blow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've always preferred. I've always preferred the people that take their time with it. I always think. I always feel like that hits harder. Like you may, you may have struck quick, quick and fast and, and got at me, but right. I'm taking the time to right. prepare. But that's what and I think. Really she's doing. research and dig at you. You know what I mean? I think she. And I also think something beautiful happened. Megan the Stallion's fans were creative with getting back at Nikki. They made their own raps. They was like, oh, if Nick is not going to do it, because she's like, you know, doing her rollout, 
there was like six different TikToks of people. One of them was an MC who came out and was like, no, this is what I would say to um, Nikki if she dissed me like that. Also, this diss has been going back and forth since 2021. Nikki, saw, Nikki says something slick. Megan came back with Big Bang Take Little Bit little bank bitch added up and she said something else and i said that was a shot at nikki nikki came back with another shot at megan no one caught it because it was kind of on like a song that no one really listened to megan came back on another song at nikki i think it was either wop or yeah it was wop nikki came back on another song megan came back on two songs on traumazine nikki came back with a song megan came back with us bongos calling her steph Nikki came back on the song where she's like, I don't fuck with horses like Christopher Ruby, Red Ruby to the sleaze and fuck the club up. I'm staying at Tory Lanez, bitch. And then Megan came out with hiss with one line. One line. So Nikki came out with Bigfoot. Megan's quiet. She's doing what Rob says. It's going to be well crafted. Yeah. And it's not going to be one, it's going to be three. And they're going to be two or freestyles. And the third one's going to be another song that's All on the right, album. So. I'm going to go with let's not strategize for the artist and let's wait and see what happens because um, one, Nikki could actually come back while she's on tour. She could. She could because it's not hard for her to reach out to a producer, get a beat. She could even have a couple that's already sitting in the clip. So that's the she, first Oh, she thing. did. She won. She said she has five in the clip. Also, a tour doesn't uh, a tour doesn't stop you in the sense of like you're too busy, you can't do anything. Uh, because the way she could go about this is one, if she's touring, she also may be doing still a press run in the background. So, for example, tour kicks off from what I'm seeing in order a next date, very next date that I see would be the first of April. She's going to be in D.C. So, she's in D.C. She could link up with a radio station yeah. easy go on there and talk you know she's pushing she's pushing her new album and at the same time she could also address anything else that's been happening and look the april 2nd she's in baltimore 92q could easily get her to pull up mm-hmm. right so after that oh now i'm sorry <laughs> no um Let's go down and let's go down this because even um, in March, like, yeah, she's in Atlanta. Oh, right. So she's in Atlanta on the 20th of March. Yeah, she could easily go link up. So I feel is that if you are in a space where you got a beef with another rapper, yes, there's never a moment you can't come back on them never now to what chris is saying depending on how deep that meg goes with it Mm -hmm. it may be a lot to respond to that one track just may not do it if you are not if you are not ready for that right absolutely because preparation and idle hands is a it's an amazing thing um I will say, though, for Nikki to really be in that zone, she actually might have to go back to those early days yes. of rapping. And that's when it's like, okay, you know what? This is the level we have to go. She just puts on the beat and she just wraps her ass off yes. and goes 10 toes down in. And I personally, I personally would like to see that because we need something better than uh, Bigfoot. I'm sorry. That, that wasn't even like that was you took your tweets or you decided to go ahead record that first and then get on twitter 
and give everybody the lyrics to it before you actually drop the audio. Um, yeah, yeah. And right now, uh, to what Chris was saying, yeah, Meg doesn't really have to respond. In fact, Meg actually did respond to Nicki Minaj, but not in a way that fans are waiting for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it was actually noted this week that Meg Thee Stallion signed a distribution deal with Warner uh, Music Group, yeah. and she's going to remain independent. This is a big fucking win for her. And the last time that somebody had a really damn good deal was SZA with yes. RCA. Yeah. So while everybody's waiting for Meg to respond, Meg is showing that she's out here winning. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cause, yeah. Because when you really, when you really hit somebody hard, you don't have to respond. If you, you know, you know what I mean. Like to me. To me, in terms, I'm not even going to think of, like, hit him up or anything like that. To me, like, no Vaseline or ether. Yep. When you either, I mean, I mean, just just the term when you really get somebody is now referred to as ethering them. Yeah. Because Nas did it so well. So you can come up with all the freestyles and Twitter hits. You can. And none of that means anything until you can really respond with something that matches or surpasses me ethering you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And after after that, anything that is said is it's dead. It's like, no, I, I got on this, this track. I I've said my piece. I literally yeah. like yeah. ripped you a new one. And now I'm moving on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm exactly. not gonna, I'm not gonna go like tit for tat. Nope. But um, honestly, in this one, <laughs> of course, I'm going to. My personal opinion is that Meg won that. Meg yeah. put the diss out, and this is that. That was light work if you consider the fact that it was one line. She just did one line and had people going off. Now, we even get, the, the father of the why the line was created, the daughter who passed away, he's pissed at the song. Yeah, he's pissed. He's pissed, but he's also grieving. Yeah, and so you know he he he's mad because he he's considering uh, suing. He doesn't have he he doesn't have a case, and I, I feel his pain, but he doesn't have a case with that. Um, now what bothers me about this whole this whole thing and keep in mind like when it came to when it honestly came to rat beefs Mm -hmm. you know the ones that get my attention are like when i feel like both parties literally got heat to go back and forth yeah and right now this beef like meg versus nikki or nikki versus Meg, is so one-sided to me because again I think when it comes to rap and spitting, I really think that's Meg. Meg has that energy. It's not saying Nicki Minaj is bad. Actually, Nicki has some tracks that I do I do like. But with Nicki, as I said on the previous podcast, it's always been more about how Nicki carried herself as in I don't take any ish. That was why I was like, yeah, Nicki's cool. So it was never really about the music because there was rarely ever a track so much that I heard from her that I was like, oh, yeah, bet. And this is no hate or anything like that. But, of course, when you say anything that's negative, people get mad and they want to dox, which is the bigger problem for me about all of this, because we've been seeing people get doxed. Uh, There was one lady who said that a, a fan, a Nicki Minaj fan, tried doxing her. 
what they didn't realize <laughs> is that you could get Doc's back. Mm-hmm. So the lady figure out who this kid was, mm-hmm. hit them up, said, yeah, I have all your information, and I'm going to forward that over. Mm-hmm. The kid literally started apologizing crying sending voice messages like i'm sorry because you know my grandmother be mad because you know i'm trying to go to college blah 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 and the lady's like yeah you should have thought about that before you decided to mess with me over the opinion and i say all that to say that the shit is not a game out here like a lot of y'all think it's cool to dock somebody release that info but number one that's a crime Mm -hmm. number two you never know how people are wired so these people that have an opinion about your favorite artist and i'm gonna say this in general i say this for this podcast you don't like something that we said on the podcast you are free to go ahead and comment you can even reach out and say hey i just want to respond to what you said about x y and z we can always have a discourse we Mm -hmm. don't have to agree Right. You know, it'd be foolish for me to sit here and think that, you know, everybody's going to agree with us or everybody, you know, is going to like us. Listen, I rev, I, I revel when people not liking me because it's a lot easier for me not to give a fuck about you than to have to give a fuck about yeah. you. It also exposes your character too. like, why are you why are you? You know why are you not liking me? What what is it about what I said? Do you do you really have something substantial to provide to this, or is it something petty? We're you not know? we're not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, that's just what it is. But my thing about that is we're either going to agree on things or we're not. Now, and mind you, I try to really be a nice person because you know you never know what people are going through. Right. You never do. Right. Right. So I'm like, hey, there's going to be times where. We just don't agree. Hell, we could talk about football. Guarantee you, you're probably listener. You're probably not a Ravens fan, or you probably are, and then you're probably wondering why we would show any kind of oh, respect you're a Ravens fan to right. somebody else. And then you got Rob, who's like, you better be a Ravens fan. I don't care what team you rock, because guess what? Not to, listen, my people in Philly, I rock with y'all. I be wanting, I be wanting the Eagles to win, because I like Eagles. Excuse me. Lamar, you had one job to do. One job. Actually, no, 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 no. Flowers. Zay Flowers. I'm talking to you. Oh, no. Okay. Now, you're still young. You're still a rookie. You know, people make people make rookie mistakes. But you have to understand, when, when the job is on the line, don't get anxious. Okay? You don't have to dive into the end zone for the touch. Just tuck it in. We have seven points. And, and, and Zay might sit there and tell Rob, yeah, whatever, homie, that's that's your opinion. Somebody would disagree. Somebody would, most, most people probably disagree with Rob. And then you're going to have some people that would d- d- disagree. I don't. I, the point you is. I'm not seeing the play. No, I seen the play, but. Tuck I, it in. Just but, tuck it in, man. <laughs> I seen the play, but we want to make sure that we don't. We we ride in that. We gonna talk about. It. We right, gonna right, talk right, about. Right, it. right, right. Listen, right, it was right. the ref. I don't care what no one says. F that ref. So F that ref. So getting back to it, you're not gonna agree. Just like we don't agree with refs, and y'all probably should have stayed in the stadium after the game was over. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm kind of yeah. mad that a lot of y'all just let a certain team leave without retribution. Okay, I'm gonna calm down. So sometimes we just don't agree. Mm-hmm. We don't. <laughs> and it's okay And to anyone that wants to talk to me about but, the Ravens I will I will let you know Knock if you buck I'm calling the police We're not doing this with each other We're not doing it <laughs> But the, the whole thing though Is that you never know what somebody is going through And right. if you decide to dock somebody Listen Either you're going to end up 
getting arrested with some charges or you're going to dox that person you're going to show up to the doorstep trying to intimidate them and they are going to be burying you in their backyard so just saying also there was a tiktoker that literally wouldn't show the wouldn't show the gun but you could tell they had one and yeah decided to go ahead and threaten meg on tiktok make a video i can tell y'all right now oh, you dummy trying to go viral trying to go viral like that like that might that might be cute with you know people other people that support you know nikki or whatnot right but let's be real number one you show up anywhere with a burner you're going to jail you're going to jail you're going, you, yeah. you're going to jail number yeah. one uh and it won't just be for depending on how they want to charge you because let's see attempted murder right carrying without uh carrying without a permit the yeah. it's a lot it's a lot we shouldn't have to tell you there's a lot of crazy people out there okay that's the problem with social media is they made it too easy for people to be assholes to people that you don't want to cross and you know what i mean like l says many times you know fuck around and find out yeah sometimes finding out you may not be here the next day because there's crazy there's crazy that, people be careful what you say let's disagree without being disagreeable it's as there, simple as that there's been a lot of um people finding out the hard way yeah yeah it's as simple as that y'all and we can and and, and we can have a conversation the the goal is not you know the goal should never be to really uh convert you because a lot of people are too emotional to even think that hard anyway but the goal is to at least hear my side and understand my side and we understand your side and then we can compare and you know take it from there and 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 and, you know walk away and walk away okay but you want to take it to a petty level and start some stuff online and you know to mean start throwing burners and all that stuff yeah yeah We've we we have learned that every action does not always have an equal and opposite reaction. There is an overreaction, and people like to overreact. So be careful. Yep. Uh, so just back in October last year, feud on social media led to murder. What? Right. So yeah. this was overreaction. <laughs> Lexington, South Carolina sheriff's sheriff's deputies in South Carolina arrested a man accused of shooting an unarmed man to death after a feud that lasted at least three days. Mm. Nathan Thomas Codwell, twenty, is charged with murder in possession of a weapon during a violent cl- uh, crime. And so this is what this is what they had to say detectives determined that codwell and the shooting victim fought saturday night and continued to talk over social media about fighting again okay so different story (laughs) basically got into an argument and then they carried that to social media and then next thing you know it's like well we carrying it back off of social media and it gets real yeah but there's people out here that that's how they're going to settle shit that they're not like saying that oh i was just playing or i was just joking no keep that same energy keep that same energy i remember uh actually um it was an artist that they posted a picture of Nicki minaj and then the fans started like going in on that artist saying a lot of shit a lot of shit 
And as Big Rob said, a lot of people, a lot of people think that being on social media that they're hidden, you can't be found. And I'm telling you, you can. I get tired of keyboard warriors, man. I get so tired of them. I wish they would. Ugh. I just want to say to the younger ones, I ain't talking to people in my demographic because if if you're this old and you're this stupid, you deserve all the reactions that are happening to you right now. And may God have mercy on your soul and protect you because you are full. But to you, the younger ones, um, definitely the younger ones. Mm, your career, your life is should yeah. Don't do anything that's gonna f up your life. Following behind somebody who is broke, allegedly, according to Azale, you're yeah. broke. Thanks. Just whenever you post something or whenever you post or communicate something, just think to myself, would I say this to the actual person before you say it? You know, I I remember Louis C.K. had a funny thing when he was talking about in one of his standups where he was saying, you know, how mad people get when they're behind the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, I hope you die. I actually said that to somebody. You know what I mean? Now, would I say that to them? You know, just imagine if you were in the elevator, you know, like I said, hey, fuck you to this person when I was behind the wheel. Just imagine if you were in the elevator and you just turned to the person who nudged you and just said, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You get blasted in the face. Most likely. You're going to get spit, slap, punch. Someone's (laughs) going to look at you like... Excuse me, what did you say? Exactly, exactly. But um, I actually, uh, I've actually been working on been working on something for <gasps> for the past few weeks. Yes. Uh, I've been thinking about all the bad advice that's out there right now. <gasps> yes. And you know, a lot of people they say things because they see it on TV or on the internet, and they think that's good advice, and it's not. It's horrible. It's so horrible. uh. I'd like to, um, if if I can, I made I'm, I made a list of five of five quotes that uh, are are low key bad advice. Would you like to hear them? Yes. All right. Um, number number one on my list: desperate times call for desperate measures. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. If you are in a desperate mindset, you are not thinking clearly whatsoever. Not at all. So if you're not thinking clearly, how, how it probably means you're over emotional, number one. And if you're over emotional, you're not thinking clearly. If you're not thinking clearly, how is that going to resolve your situation? Therefore, you should not ever take desperate measures. You need to, you need to be able to think. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know what I mean? And if you can't think, at least, you know, use, use the best judgment possible if you have time. Sometimes you can't, but if you have time, think about it. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, uh, number two was created by somebody that was just naturally evil. Yes. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. What type of <laughs> bullshit is that? Have you ever heard that, L? If you ain't cheating, you ain't There's people are, yeah, yeah, mostly by uh, <clears throat> New England Patriots. Um, whenever something foul, ha- it, so it comes from, it comes from, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, it's true, they have, they have a reputation, but in, but in football, when, 
it is it is of a psychology that you need to do whatever it takes to win yes and if you're not doing whatever it takes to win then you don't really want to win so i have real quick the, the if you ain't cheating you ain't trying quote was in a scarborough story and was attributed to smu's head coach sonny dukes that, well no his name is not dukes it's d-y-k-e-s i can i say that word i don't know what word you were saying d-y-k-e-s his last name is dykes d-y-k-e-s and phosphorus on a different syllable may or may not be endorsing cheating but regardless his blunt honesty is welcome this is from s um smu head coach sunny s-o-n-n-y dykes d-y-k-e-s thank you yeah bad advice that's definitely bad advice number three um number three is is one that always hits me when i think of the investments i've made okay it is always darkest before the dawn she <laughs> see like, if you make a bad decision mm-hmm. and sometimes you can make a bad decision and you stick with that because you want to ride it out you want to hold on it's always darkest before the dawn nope things can just stay shitty for a long time now things eventually do get better yeah i'm not saying they don't right but sometimes a bad decision is just a bad decision and you need to make a different one. This is true. So, you know, that lead, you know, saying that can just lead people on a bad on a bad direction if what you thought initially is wrong from the jump and has no there's no wiggle room. Right. You know what I mean? So you always have to be careful when you say that. Also, I would like to say that it's darkest before the dawn. Like that's a scientific term. Don't use that to real life. Like some doesn't of y'all are in apply the, to every situation. It, it doesn't. Some of y'all are literally in the pits of hell and will never see the light of day. Maybe you should say we need to figure out how to get out of this hell that we're in. Yes, exactly. Uh, number four. N- number four is another one that will get you in trouble because sometimes it's true and then there's sometimes it's not. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. In order for you to gain a mental toughness, you have to understand what happened in the first place. That's even if it's mental. Facts, facts. Okay? Because if I have multiple sclerosis or something, yeah, I, I am physically weakened. You could have something that physically weakens you or you could be somehow mentally damaged by somebody. I could be in like a cult or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not killing me, but it's not making me stronger. It is making you mentally weaker. Yes. So learning lessons makes you stronger. Yes. Obtaining wisdom makes you stronger. But yes. you can be you can be severely damaged by something and not kill you and, and still be weak facts so what's number five is that for number five no that was number four number four number four number five number five i'm sure i'm I'm sure both of you will have a comment on okay and it comes from (laughs) it comes it comes from a movie that only applies 
the advice only applies if you deal drugs, okay? But everyone loves this one. Stop snitching. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. People. Mm-mm. You work in accounting, okay? <laughs> you work in the post office. You oh, you sell you sell umbrellas. You are not selling coke. You do not need to keep your enemies close, okay? Whatsoever. That is not helping you in your life. What will help you is surrounding yourself with the right people. Because surrounding yourself with the right people will uplift you. Yes. Okay. Keeping your enemies close is if you're already doing some shisty stuff and you need to get by. So if you're doing shisty stuff to begin with, there's obviously you need to reevaluate your life choices. Okay. So I'm going to disagree with this one. Okay. The keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Right doesn't just apply to people in the drug trade or people doing any type of criminal activity okay all right the idea behind that is that if you know your enemies if you have enemies if you know you have an op let's say op since you know what is what it is this Mm -hmm. year right if you know there's somebody that does not mean the best for you and they are trying to disguise their intentions, keeping them close is essentially basically you're keeping an eye on them. Mm -hmm. You're literally staying a step ahead of them. So that inevitable moment when they finally do try to take their shot, get you out of that job, out of whatever position that they feel you hold power, or to one-up you, whatever it may be that you're ready to strike that's what that means it doesn't okay. mean to actually you know keeping them keeping them around so you can you can eventually just go and take them out it's literally a preparation tactic because you never know when that person is going to try and pull their bullshit okay all right i, I all right it's kind of like megatron and starscream <laughs> speaking of which you know what i watched last night gi joe origins nice um they're actually side note image is actually doing transformer comics and they're tying in it with gi joe what? yep okay. and for anybody that is a transformers fan i've been told that compared to idw image is doing a whole lot better i can see that image has i think they have a better writer better writers better planning and better um, artistic style. Not saying IDW has bad artistic style. It doesn't. It has a good one. But I think their vision for what their project looks like. They they map it from beginning to end. Like they'll tell you. We're ending this by series. Um, by series 8. This is ending. And this is how we see it. How do you see it? And then they plot it out. In my opinion. I could be wrong. So yeah. When they say keep your, your friends close. Your enemies closer. Unless they smell like a two-bit hole and keep them holes away from me. I mean, now I do agree with you surrounding yourself with better people in your life. And I feel as though that if you are not good at playing chess, stick to checkers. Checkers meaning if this person obviously does not mean the best for you, 
Don't keep them around. Now, I think in general, that's what you should you should always do. I think when people, if anybody really is giving somebody an advice like keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. First of all, that is weird. Now, I get where that comes from, but I will say that I feel from, it, it, it comes from Godfather part two. Right. I will say that. That's probably not the best advice to give a person if they're confiding in you about a situation you need realistic advice and i right. like i said i get what you're saying and i can even say yes if you are other uh, in the criminal trade of some kind then yeah maybe oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. You, you need to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah but then yeah. i can also or i can also see the argument of what rob is saying you should just keep good people around you so you should probably do something about that person that doesn't mean you well and usually that's how things are settled yeah. i've never seen any criminal say i'm gonna keep my enemies close usually it's yeah i'm gonna keep them close they're ashes right you're right like right. that's usually how it goes yeah but no i i i i, I as an advice thing no i so i will i will say this i disagree with you a little bit like I get where I the term is. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the instance you brought up, I will, I will accept that. Hopefully, though, you're in a. Hopefully, you don't have enemies That's like true. that. That That's would true. require you to be in that type of mind state where you would have to pull those types of you know moves. If you, you got know? that, if you're living that kind of life and you still got time to listen to this podcast, can you please subscribe to our Patreon episode? <laughs> A uh, Patreon, uh, we appreciate it. You know that two dollars extra that really does go to help the show. Uh, listen, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> All we know, you give us two dollars a month, and you get bonus content. Bonus. Yeah, you can find that link in the description of the show because we do appreciate you. We appreciate our listeners too. You know, even the ones that don't want to listen to us, they just want to listen to somebody else on the show. I'll be a pal. <laughs> Keep them close. Um, buddy. <laughs> um, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I oh, misread that text message so bad. I'm like, oh, great. Nah. And then I went back and looked at it. Uh, <gasps> no, but <laughs> no, not like, I but, never but, sent it. but you know what's funny about it, though, because that same person to shout out to them, they like hearing more about music. Yeah. And honestly, it was because of your request, if you're listening, is literally you're the reason why I try to pull up as many music articles as possible. And also trying to, you know, keep a focus with what's happening just in case you missed that news. So we appreciate we appreciate you listening, even if you ain't trying to hear us. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but that's one of the things that I really that I really love about what we do is that we all are come from a unique perspective and and give the listeners something, something different. So hopefully out of the three of us, one of us is saying something that you want to hear. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because if it, I think, I think honestly, if you're just listening to one person on the pod, it never works. I don't no. care what pod it is. Okay. Yeah, and everybody, everybody has their favorite. They they got their go to. Yeah. and like I said, we're not everybody's cup of tea. It is what it is. It's going to be some people that's like, yo, I rock with what y'all saying. Some people that they don't, and then there's some cases where there's certain topics that you want to hear specific person talk about yeah. because of the way they attack they attack certain topics you know like i can tell you right now you listen to us for investments i would always say start with rob rob i will always say start with rob because he's not he even if he, okay one he is not certified he's not a certified fdic 
planner or analyst however he researches it and i I trust people who research it more than people who's like oh i got a hot stock hot hot stock tip did you research it (laughs) no yeah i can't do that yeah i want to add one to your list always listen to always listen to your elders hear me out I love my elders, but some of y'all are dumb. And as I get older, I realize that y'all are dumb. And it's by the grace of God that you have been blessed to make it through life. I need to stop you real quick. Yeah. The saying is respect your elders. Yeah. Still, some of y'all have made it by the grace (laughs) of God because some of y'all say some of the most disrespectful things out of your mouth. And I be thinking to myself, like, didn't you just, didn't you just curse somebody? Like, literally, you really did curse somebody with a prayer out the Bible, and you're sitting up here telling me to be kind to others. You know what? Get out of my face there, and go sit down. There's a, um, there's a lyric from a Creed, a Creed song uh, um, called uh, Signs, uh-huh. and, the first, and the first lyric from it says, This is not about age. Time served on the earth doesn't mean you grow in mind. I like that. Did you hear about what happened to Carl Weathers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's actually one of the articles I got pulled Sorry. out. Action, action, Jackson. Yeah. We're going to miss you. Did he die of natural causes? I think so. I want to say. Because he was 76. Yeah. Variety has the article. Thank you. All right. Carl Weathers, who starred as Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films, opposite of Sylvester Stallone died Thursday his manager Matt Lubber confirmed to Variety he was 76 years old Brothers also started in the 1987's movie The Predator and had a memorable role in Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore <laughs> he was nominated for a primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in the drama series for his work in the Star Wars series The Mandalorian he also uh, voiced Combat Carl in Toy Story 4, uh, let's see, and played a fictionalized version of himself in a reoccurring role on Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. His other credits include TV series Street Justice, Colony, The Shield, Chicago Justice, and Brothers, and the films Close Encounter of the Third Kind, I don't Death that. Hunt, yeah. and The Comebacks. All right. And Action see. Jackson. After working with Sandler and on the 1996 golf comedy Happy Gilmore, Brothers briefly reprised the role in Little Nicky and voiced a character in Sandler's animated Hanukkah comedy Eight Crazy Nights. Born January 14th, 1948 in New Orleans, Weathers played a variety of sports including boxing, football, soccer, wrestling, and gymnastics. He played football in in college at San Diego State University and helped the Aztecs win the 1969 Pasadena Bowl uh, while at San Diego State University. Weathers also pursued a degree in theater arts, but in 1970, he signed with the Oakland Raiders as a free agent and played in eight games in the NFL as a linebacker across two seasons. After his stint in professional football, Weathers pivoted more seriously to acting, landing small roles in Arthur Mark's Blaxploitation movie to Bucktown and Friday Foster, as well as TV series including Good Times, Kung Fu, Cannon and Starsky and Hutch and no. Predator uh, Weathers starred as Colonel Al Dillon alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger who 
went on to become the governor of California and Jesse Ventura, who became the Minnesota governor. Thank y'all for putting that in variety. We really cared about that. In 1988, Weathers hosted Saturday Night Live and many years later, he returned to the live sketch show for a spoof segment in which he announces he's running for political office on a basis that he was the black guy and predator. I would have voted for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look, Arnold, they mentioned Arnold, but let's talk about it. I was trying to get Terminator tickets if that man won. Yeah. You all right. When Stallone asked if Weathers uh, for asked Weathers for permission to use footage from their earlier Rocky films for the sixth movie in the franchise in 2006, Rocky Balboa, Weathers refused and lobbied for an actual part in the film, despite his character Apollo Creed dying in Rocky. Stallone said no and hired a lookalike actor to shoot flashback fight sequences. The pair reconciled and Weathers later allowed Stallone to use his likeness in the Creed sequel series, which Michael B. Jordan plays as Apollo Creed's son. He does have a um, mention in Creed 2 and Creed 3. So... In his later career, Weathers landed smaller roles in TV procedurals, and he directed episodes of them, too. He earned his first Emmy nomination for the 2021 Disney Plus series The Mandalorian, in which he played uh, Grief Karga in nine episodes across three seasons. Mm -hmm. Weathers stepped into the director's chair for episodes 12 and 20 of the Star Wars spinoff. Weathers uh, is survived by his ex-wife, Marianne and their two sons. Mm. So they don't mention, at least in this article, what the cause was. Uh, just that it's it's sad news, like all around. You know, I have two memory. I, I have two memories of uh, Carl Weathers from his movies, and the first one, of course, is when he played Apollo Creed, and he he was the first. I don't even want to say villain, but he's the first character that taught me that just because you're on the opposing side doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. You know, every movie, you know, you know, it's good versus evil. But Apollo Creed wasn't really, you know what I mean? No. He, he might have had a little ego, but so do, but so do most boxers. Right. You know what I mean? And so you that's what made him relatable in his role was right. that. He was just trying to win just like Rocky was. Yeah. Plain and simple. Just. You know, it wasn't like Clubber. Like no. Clubber, you know, to be, he kind of disrespected Adrian's wife. So it was like, all right, man, that's going to. But no, he just wanted to win. He just wanted to make a spectacle right. and make money. There was nothing wrong with that. Um, so that. So that's what I got from that. And then the second moment was in Predator when. Uh, it was it it was him and the bald guy in the jungle. Yeah. And they were after the predator and, and he was like, I got a score to settle. We both got scores to settle. <laughs> you know? And the uh guy, you know, he's like, I'm gonna have me some fun. You know, he goes out and uh and uh gets killed and then uh and then Carl Weathers character goes out mm-hmm. realizes, you know, he hears him scream, realize and the look on his face when he realizes that he's all alone by himself and he gives like this side look okay like i'm about to die yeah. 
<laughs> I'm about to die. That look was just so good. And then the predator like shoots off his arm yes. while he's trying to fire at him. Yeah, it was. A- <laughs> but yeah, that. But yeah, he's definitely going to be. He's definitely going to be missed. I'm definitely going to miss him. And uh, you know, I, I hope he died peacefully. And it sounds like he did. So. You know, may he rest in peace. God bless him and, and you know, his uh, surviving family. Yeah. 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 That, that, was, that was definitely not how uh, we wanted to start February off. But, yeah. Um, that, that was, that, that was, that was uh, a hit. That was definitely a hit. Mm-hmm. You know. I'll tell you what else is a hit. When you have to, when when you have Peacock and you're ready and you're watching the playoffs, and then and then your playoff game is coming on, and you still got to pay six extra dollars for Peacock. Oh shit! What the hell is that? It's, huh? It's called a money grab. I got Peacock already. Why am yeah. I paying extra? Well, because first of all, why are you even <laughs> main, main, and, and then you want to put them crappy ass. Garbage, trash ass Thursday night football <laughs> games on, and then say, "Oh, if you want to see that, you gotta pay prime." Fuck you, okay? Oh my god! I had to go on Facebook. I had to go on Facebook to watch the game. To watch, and, and, and then somebody who had their feed like up on the TV, so I could watch the playoff. So I mean, I could watch Thursday night football, and then you want to make me pay for? All- oh my god! The NFL, see the NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to keep them close. I definitely want to keep them close now. They are now freaking NFL enemy. Now we got it. Now we got the Taylor Swift bowl on top of that. It's Usher. It is Usher's. This is Usher's. It's the Swifty Bowl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know, really, really, and, really, and, a Black History Month. And really. You know, Really? And really? you know, that's really why that's really why so my anger towards the Baltimore Ravens is misguided. It is really stemming from the fact that I mean I mean she's not gonna be at the game apparently because she has a concert. Let, yeah, in um Japan. Yeah, so but it doesn't matter. They're gonna satellite feed her on every every time they score they'll satellite feed her on, on her concert or something. Yeah, uh Kelsey just scored a touchdown. Can we can we can we admit how black the Super Bowl could have been? Yes. We could have had the Ravens, we could have had the Detroit Lions, we have Usher performing. Come on now. For Black History Month like this would have made it <sighs> Look, we already gave you people a month, okay? God- <laughs> All right, we don't feel like having to see you, but we watched the Super Bowl to try and escape this. Okay, do you think there was a conspiracy? I keep hearing about this. So there's a theory that a lot, some of the teams are are literally picked uh, each year, like almost like kind of like a rotation. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? There is a a, a theory out there. So. Like you can like it's almost like you can tell who's gonna who's gonna go like in certain things that just kind of repeat itself because they because they're trying to say you know from a ratings perspective the fact you know that Kansas City won because of that because they're gonna generate the best revenue for the Super Bowl. So I was telling someone else I don't know if they, it's a pick, but I think what they'll do is they go through and look at all the teams. 
and they look at what the spent what how they can spin the team's um journey to the Super Bowl into a media thing. Mm-hmm. So like you might look at I'll just use the um <clears throat> the pigs um as an example. So the pigs recently if they hadn't Well, L got I think L got six. Oh, these are weighted, wow. so you have to be careful how you put the next weight on. Like, yeah. This is a lighter black one than this one, so this one should go next. Okay. Go but, ahead. Um. So let's talk about the commanders. The commanders, whose mascot is a pig. I think that's it's hilarious. It's a pig? It's a pig. It's a wink wink. Ernesto, I'm so sorry. The commander's mascot is a pig. <laughs> I'm, sure, yes. I'm not so shocked by that. Me and you talk about that all yeah. the time, and I keep wondering how is it that y'all managed to get bacon as your mascot, <laughs> and like how further down y'all are just you know living. Like real talk, if down bad is in the dictionary, it's got to be y'all team. Yeah. So, but like if you was to look at it from a media perspective. Um, they could have had a great comeback story this year. They are their head coach beat back, um, won you know battled cancer and survived. Um, they had a t- team name ownership change, and they want to prove to the NFL like they want to prove to the world that they are an A class, world class team. So yeah. that's I think their media's perspective is like this is a good storyline to have if they make it to the Super Bowl. And then let's say um, with um, the Eagles, if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and um, the other Kelsey. The, the fun Kelsey as I like to put them made it to the Super Bowl it could have been like this is their redemption storyline like they they got the Super Bowl stolen from them last year and they have went all the way and they have defeated all of them to reclaim a matchup especially yeah, if it's now a it's match- brother against brother brother against brother so you see what I'm saying for the Ravens Everyone wants to talk about how Lamar is overpaid and overrated. So it could have been like Lamar has taken the, the you know is battling the um the misconceptions that he's not a good quarterback and he is here to take his first ring, his first Super Bowl championship with his team and cement his legacy as a Raven. So I think that we what we can what we confound as them picking who's going to win is really like the media, the people who do the media bylines and storylines of how they want to spin it when it gets to this end. Uh, yeah. So that may be true. Like, I don't believe in it. Right. But one could make that argument because out of all those. How you knocked down my four? <laughs> I don't know how to happen. I think There's... one, like, bopped over. Just in okay. case you want to understand what's going on, they are stacking plastic cats one on top of each other. It's a game and they toppled over. But um, continue. I'm sorry, Rob. But uh, but uh, one could argue for that because of all the stories we just mentioned, the one that is of most impact is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That's why I thought. I still feel in my heart if she did not have that concert, we would be getting a Taylor. You are the best thing ever. Da 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 da. Will you marry me at the end of the Super Bowl? Which, if that means if Taylor's not able to make it, that means the Forty ers might win this one. I, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that as well. I yeah. was thinking that if as the Forty well. ers win, listen, I'm I'm rooting for y'all. I am too. I am too. We already got our win against y'all. They need to win one now. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, someone told me they hardly lost eight hundred dollars on the game and i was like "Ooh, even i ain't put no money on the game well i want i don't bet too i what on the uh on the conference championship they put eight i don't know how much they put on it but they lost 800 
Oh, 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 because they had the Ravens? Yeah. And I was like, the, the Ravens was a statistical or underdog for so, either team they was going up against. The point spread was four and a half Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. I felt like one of the plays made me feel like, nah, they ain't going to make it because they called the way they called us and nah, the refs are up to something. They ain't paying attention. Nah, nah, nah. The refs didn't win this one. I forgive you, Flowers. I forgive you. It's you know it's tough. It is tough. Also, like, no offense, but Kelsey, don't ever touch Justin Tucker's stuff. Like, if you ever come yeah, back to Baltimore, what the hell was what, that? I don't know what kind of mojo Jojo you did, but um, ever come back to Baltimore, your ankles ain't good. Really? They're not. What? Well, I hope you always trip and fall. Honestly, I hope you slip and fall and mess up your leg during the Super Bowl. Was it? <laughs> Was it, was it Kelsey or was it Mahomes too? It was just Kelsey and Mahomes was laughing and staring at Mahomes. You and your non-loving fried chicken ass self. Mm. And you, sir, even your wife looked at you like you were skeptical when you said you ain't like fried chicken. Hope your taste buds don't ever grow back the next time someone tackles you. And you're, and you're doing Subway commercials. Yo, you can't trust no one that does Subway commercials. Speaking of which, this this current ad is brought to you by <laughs> Potbelly. Pot belly, yeah. Mm. You don't like pot belly either. Uh, they're uh. pot bellies. Uh. Listen, as long as they give me free stuff, they always got my love. That's how you get me. Give me free stuff for every time I shop with you. Oh, you came and bought. I don't buy their subs a lot. I just buy their salads and soups. I was about to say I like their uh, I like their chicken salad. Their chicken salad sub is is good. They have decent. a chicken salad salad. I've never been that big on chicken salad. It's a very salad. weird thing. I'm like, they put a chicken, they put the mayonnaise-based chicken salad on a bit of lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can have it. I'm, no, I'm I, that. I mainly do the Mediterranean and the apple walnut. I think they call it the farmhouse salad. Those are the two I do. But go ahead, let's move on. L, you were, uh, you were going to say um, we were talking about uh, Ben Benzino earlier. Yeah, and that's that why I had the music. Huh? <laughs> what? What? I missed I'm so that. Sorry, I, I threw an indirect shot at Benzino. I apologize. Yeah, well, it, yeah, 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 that, that, I wow. Said, and I said that crackhead. Okay, I thought you said something else. Oh. That's the only reason I, I stopped. We, so, um, crack, you know what? <laughs> so, yes, Rob, um, Benzino did respond, and I'm just going to play it. I actually, yeah, I actually heard this. This wasn't that bad. It actually, it actually surprised me. Hold on, does Benzino do drugs? I think either he does drugs or he just looks old. I can't tell. I feel like he just looks old because he has a very rotten spirit. Also, also, didn't didn't he live that life? Oh, Benzino did cocaine in a strip club bathroom. All right. Well, then. until elders came and made it different. You can't self-sustain. You're too selfish. Wait and listen. You keep saying my name. You put yourself in this position. This is what happens when the Celtics play the Pistons. I was minding my business. You wasn't making any type of noise these days. So a choice was made. Clout chase Benzino and corner Ray. You still in your annoying phase. Hey, what do you call it when the man that stands, stand is a stand? Help me coin the phrase. I am the culture. You don't even be around. You don't even come outside. You don't even see a town. 
I swear Bezel said the M don't be showing the city love. Why you ain't got no words for him, huh? He in your city, bro. I wonder why. We want to see. Just say something, please. Could it be possibly that you ain't really from them streets? I was born and raised in my city. You should have come for me. I don't know where you from. Let's say Missouri loves company. I'm probably more Detroit than you because these real niggas know me. I was with YBI in 86. Yeah, that's my OGs. Four Corners, Columbia Point. My young boys had the Moses on Dexter with the bomb boys close to me. Okay, you found 50. And you put on five Detroit niggas. Rest in peace to the best ones. The rest of them sound iffy. So let's go down your stable. Gun left your label. Benny left your label. Khan left your label. Royce left your label. Joe Button left your label. Ortiz left your label. No crooked eye couldn't save you. Yellow open out there flopping. And where the hell cash is at though? Heard from Obi twice, only twice. And not a word from Stan. With all them false lines that you pitched them Shady records sound like less of a name and more like a description Chain here, a feature there, a side of that, what did he do? And why this cat don't get the type criticism that did he do? Huh? Y'all see what all this corny rap shit do to you? Since you so hip-hop, then you should have went to Nipsey Funeral If you support 50, then why you ain't go to Smoke Funeral? And now you spitting gum bars, boy, I really throw two in you Talk about I catch a stray, you pulling the squeeze I've been shot multiple times, what's a bullet to me? Looking at me, trust my process, I am here to cook in these streets You miss a season like you rookie and bees You call our women black bitches, then play the victim when there's distrust You keep using the art form that we created to diss us They try to rewrite history, make you Elvis a hip-hop But in the stores, Slim should be on the shelves next to Slipknot You say you come from battle rap, but why you don't support none of these battle cats? Drake be at the smack events, where your ass was at? Room full of hood niggas back to back and it's action packed And a pop rapper smack dab in the middle Imagine that, last time you battled shit was like 22 years ago versus Marv 1 What was the outcome of that matchup? Marv 1 You been afraid, you ain't no renegade fam And you ducked my clipper blades Cause you ain't with the fade fam Me, you and Royce can box Two on one, y'all get the same hands I'm in the trench with weight bands So when I lift them, they land I've been a made man, you little mangy minute made man And I'm pissing off all in your lyrical lemonade stand My nigga Young Z dissed you Millbone dissed you Last Emperor dissed you Pace One dissed you Real lyricist, but you ain't go back at them, did you? Cause you would rather battle pop stars to get your issue You like to pick the low-hanging fruit, let's get this clear You diss Elton John, your mom, your ex, Britney Spears You diss Lana Del Rey fam, Moby Iggy, not Iguodala, the white broad, is you shitting me? Will Smith, Nick Cannon, Insane Clown Posse, a retired Joe Button, when I tell a lie, stop me, Machine Gun Kelly, that boy damn near whipped you, come on dog. how Vanilla Ice gon' dish you, if you thought your rap bars was hard, you really need to grow up, you just plain Eminem, you ain't got no nuts, huh? This shit about to get really dark on you, get them dogs on you, the bark on you, dog on you, dog. Soon as you log on, you got them locked on you, like the laws on you. Soon as your thoughts dawned on you, there's a problem on your hands now, cause I got it solved on you. Don't make me fucking call Benzino dog on you. I am really outside and this recluse need to get out more. I run the outdoors and I can vouch for anyone that been down I can account for. And how about your mind will finally be off of my neck with my hands squeezed around yours. I never thought I would ever believe 
Benzino hit hit hard here. He did. So I actually have the Pace One album. Uh for those that don't know uh Pace One, Pace One was a part of the crew the outsiders. And Pace One has a track. It comes at the very end of that project. This was a solo project outside of Outsiders. And it literally is a song. He's going at Eminem. And I remember listening to it one day. And I was like, wait a minute. I had to back that joint up and play it. And I was like, yo, he's going shot for shot. So when Benzino called that out, I'm like, yeah, because that did happen. And then when it comes to Griselda, yeah, it did happen. They, yeah, they, they, they moved on, and everybody knows about Slaughterhouse. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I listened to this, and it was just like, ooh, that, that actually. You don't have to be a fan of Benzino, but you can't deny what he was saying in this. And, and there's people that because their stands. They they're not going to care. No, this is That's a problem. This is a uh, yeah. Eminem. This is the first time I felt like Eminem has to respond. Now he has to re- he has to respond to this. Oh, you know he's he always he always does. Uh, like we said on the last show, Eminem takes his time with responses. Yeah, yes. and I don't think that's going to change. But guaranteed, he's going to. He just yeah. doesn't do it when um people want him to right because he's even went on like i because i i believe he had a new he has a new artist and he used that moment he was on the track with that artist to actually address some stuff right so yeah m is uh no slouch when it comes to uh responses uh but i will i will give i will give benzino I will give Benzino points for this because this actually is how you you lace a disc record. Yes. This is how you this is how you do a disc record. You literally you don't talk in circles. No. You don't right. talk in circles. You're right you, to the point. Yeah. Jugular, you know, personal, you know, you know the personal always strikes strikes the hardest. And this time he actually had some personal strikes on him. Yeah. Well, here's why I had the surprise for you, because I figured you heard the disc. Yeah, I hadn't heard either. I hadn't but heard it yet, but was, I knew of it. <laughs> but there was, there was, there was this headline that came out. Benzino claims he cooked Eminem in this song uh, battle, shuts down ghost writing rumors. February 2nd, published Hip Hop DX, because I saw this tweet going around before I uh, pulled up the article. Benzino has claimed that he cooked Eminem with his recent diss song aimed at the rap legend and a live stream discussion. In, in that live stream discussing their recently reignited feud which has been going back and forth for over 20 years at this point i feel like it's just a game to these two i mean um, i mean so that's my other that's my other question what is it you know from the outside looking in it just looks like he's just trying to get a check at this point no what is the motivation what so, is the motivation of him unearthing this beef we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that all right so uh, 20 years okay so yeah benzino claimed uh was claiming victory you know having (laughs) this beef off and on for 20 years um benzino says you know i ate his shit up i cooked him he said back in the day he cooked me but what you stand's not gonna do what you teens is not going to try to do is come here and be like, I didn't affect them. Stop it. Because that shows y'all ain't real hip hop fans. 
that shows y'all are biased and probably halfway racist. If it's dope shit, give it up. Just like my people give it up to him. Stop being racist, white people. If it's dope and I rip, then say it. A lot of you guys are all already are. Salute to the stands that are in my DM saying, listen, Zeno, I'm an N fan, but that song is dope. All right, so he actually he's actually going and uh, approaching this now. What happened is that rumor was going around that that was ghostwritten, and some people believe that Cassidy is the one that put that together for him. Hmm. Now I can I, I can actually see that some people are you know they're going by flow the cadence and all that mm. you know the way that Cassidy raps and you know how he raps now of course Benzino is you know like shutting that down he says he didn't have a ghostwriter and he wrote his M, uh, verse he also responded to Ice Rare Vizzo who was named in the song what if Cassidy oh came God. out and was like yeah this I did is that. Hip-hop, bro. this is hip hop I don't want to hear that ghost writer. Shut the fuck up. You mad because I'm spitting? I wrote that. Disaster. And salute to Icewear Vessel. Icewear, it wasn't no problems, bro. I just only mentioned what you mentioned. You said he's not turning the city up. He's not looking out for the young guys. I just mentioned that because he ain't. Oh, well. I mentioned a lot of people in there. You know what I'm saying? I've been around a long time. I can mention who the fuck I want. I ain't scared of not, not, not no. We all gotta go. We all gotta go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I lived mine. Yeah. Ain't scared of that. All that. So, yeah. People were people were saying that that man who made ghost written that verse. Uh if that indeed was a ghostwriter, then damn. But yeah. I'm not about to I'm not about to take away um from a person. But to what you're saying, though if there's indeed a ghostwriter and that person feels they are being disrespected, we're gonna find out. Yes. Because nine times out of ten, especially if it's another rapper, we were talking about egos earlier. Yeah. Guaranteed, if they feel disrespected, there's going to be a diss record towards Benzino, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to basically, yeah, I wrote that rap. Now, also, if you're a ghostwriter and you said all that shit, I don't know if you want to come out and say that you are the ghostwriter, because that really is putting a target on your back. Because there was a name that was mentioned, it was a couple names, but. The fact he mentioned Royce the five nine. Listen, ever since I saw that video of Royce having a damn rocket launcher, I was like, yeah, that's a motherfucker that in one goddamn time decides to really fucking lose it. Somebody's car is getting blown up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no. you know, like period. <laughs> period. So 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 let me go back to my original question or or what I was pondering. Why is he show? What made him show up now? So, so if we're keeping it, if we're keeping it a buck, mm-hmm. if we're keeping it a buck, Eminem finally decided to go ahead and get a Benzino, yes, as M does, mm-hmm. and then Benzino decided, oh shit, okay, it's back on, and decided to respond. Now, if we're talking about any other time, 
What I feel is though this and this goes back uh, when we were talking about this on the last episode. I think a lot of this also goes back to just how Benzino felt when it came to Eminem being accepted in the hip hop culture. Yeah. Yeah, he's never and he's never accepted that. He he's always made it like j- just like he does in this song. Tries to somewhere. Doctor Umar is uh, bumping this track. I'm kidding. He's yeah. so excited. He's but, like, yes. But he's like trying to rob the culture and and everything. When I know for a fact that Eminem on countless occasions has given props to the people that have come before him. Yes. All he every you know? time. Yes. The, the I think the problem I think the problem is in just general. Is that anytime somebody comes out and they're rapping and you are not black, you're given a hard way to go. Right. You're going to be given a hard way to go. I can see that. Um, there's also the fact that, because um, th- this is this is one of those topics that literally could take a whole podcast episode. And to tell you the truth, I would not mind doing it one day. Um Essentially, and this is goes back to even when Lord Lord Jamal from Brand Nubian was like, "Hey, you know, a lot of y'all are guests in hip hop," right? And he said that basically referring to anybody that's not black. Mm-hmm. Now there are people who honestly, and I and I understand this, there are people who honestly look at the fact that you can have somebody white come into a culture that is that was literally created by black people mm-hmm. pioneered by black people right and could be doing real good in the culture like your music's popping in the whole nine mm-hmm. so we're going to let's use Eminem as an example Benzino in the line said you know your album should be like next to Slipknot or something of that nature right there was a time there was a time that you would not hear a rap song you know on the radio that wasn't a hip-hop station right right that's changed yes that's changed and there's this thing where like if an artist gets a grammy and they're a white artist and they get a grammy meanwhile there are black artists kendrick lamar you got drake you got jid you got all these other artists Nicki minaj meg you name it cardi we could go on forever right they don't get a Grammy, but, but, but Eminem could get a Grammy. Iggy Azalea. Right. Macklemore. Macklemore. Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Right. You see? And so already there's this, this issue because we have artists that have been doing this for a minute. Haven't seen a Grammy. Then you got a white artist that come in. Their song is popping. Also, their song. Is it just on? It would just be on the hip hop station. It's right. on the pop station. Right. Now the game, the game is open. The game is way open now to where you can hear music all over. Doja Cat is a rapper, but Doja Cat's stuff can easily end up on the pop station. Right, right. But when it comes to songs being on the Billboard and on the top, if it's on the top and Billboard and all they play is like was chop was topping the charts. That's what happened. Rap has actually got more into a pop spirit than people realize in these past 20, 30 some years. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I get where I get where the energy comes from when you see Eminem getting all these different accolades and things like that. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're thinking, 
a artist that you know of that spit and they're not getting that same energy. They're not getting that same love. They're not getting that same acceptance. So, so yeah, two things can be true at the same time, though. These other are these other black artists should definitely be getting more notoriety, more more recognition. But that shouldn't take away from the fact that Eminem came from the culture. He, you know, to I me, mean? you know, you know, he grew up, he grew up on, he grew up on Eight Mile. He went through, you know, he went through battle rap. So he's, you know what I mean? So he, so he's earned, so he's earned his stripes and the songs he makes are recognized. He, he's made hardcore songs. He's made pop songs. So he's up and down the spectrum of hip hop. I think the difference though, is that if we're looking, if we're looking at it purely from paying your dues, because that's where that comes from. Yeah. If you're looking at purely paying your dues, then yes, Eminem is paid dues. But people don't look at it that way. You see, like we're speaking in more of like an old guard way. Like if you wanted to earn your stripes as a rapper, you had to be out there. Yeah. Like if you wanted to prove you gotta your, be able to, you got to be able to freestyle. Right. You know, to, yeah, and yeah. all that. Like just even not being a rapper, just being a hip hop head. Yeah. People would be like, well, you know, the four elements. Like, what you know about MC? What you know about DJ? What you know about breaking? You know, what you know about graph art? Like, this is literally elements that people would like. Just, just us talking. Like, people before you can even go into the barbershop to have this conversation, people would be like, "Well, what do you know?" Like, you go into the barbershop and you're not up on that game. They ain't trying to include you in that joint. Right? You know what I mean? If you go in there and your top five. <laughs> is is in the eyes of everybody else not like sharper lyrically right you ain't in that conversation that's the old guard right like the younger generation ain't in ain't ain't hearing all that is right. it a vibe that's what they care about right like nobody's trying to i'm sorry waka flocka because i love you <laughs> ain't nobody trying to pull out a <laughs> dictionary at your show bro we're coined from him which not gonna lie Get what he was saying on that end, right. but also growing up, you know, when you heard a rap and you heard people talking, even street life, it was, yo, this is what happened in my life. Boom, right. boom, boom. This right. is how you need to avoid this shit. Or you could have been more of the knucklehead game. Yeah, this is how I'm getting it. Right. I make I make music for my niggas. Right. I right. would like to say Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea has been nominated four times she has not won a grammy and the reason why i said macklemore if you look back at the 2014 grammy best album winner of the year so these are the albums he was going up again good good kid mad city kendrick lamar banger mm. nothing was the same drake maybe yeezus kanye west no magna carta holy grail jay-z maybe the heist macklemore even till this day don't get me wrong i do own the heist and i do own good cat mad city um, I'm still going to Good Cat Mad City before I ever go to the heist. Yeah, but here's the thing: you're going to that, right? Right. The people that literally was making these decisions, yes, they're not going to Good Kid Mad City. No, they're not going to Drake. No, they're not going to anybody that literally is hip hop. Yo, Metro Boomin has heroes and villains, and it's going up against Drake and Twenty One Savage. Her loss this year. Up against King Disease 3 and Killer Mike Michael Utopia by N. Travis Scott. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Now, let's also talk about that. Because 
what the Grammy the Grammys are, especially with them doing uh their performing of action of fifty years of hip hop. Um the Grammys have never really favored is had never, in my opinion, never really favored hip hop. No. Yeah. So yeah. add that to people already feeling like the culture is being taken away from them mm-hmm. and letting outsiders in. All right. And for y'all listening is getting offended, chill. Letting outsiders in and seeing these outsiders get accolades and praise and a whole nine and then even being crowned as like the the like the top like best lyricists of all time, labels like that. Right. Yeah, they're gonna feel some kind of way. Right. That and this is before you even get to the Grammy. So then when you get to the Grammys and you see Grammy nominations, yes, that makes it even worse because now it's a slap in the face. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you like this. The Grammys has never been hip-hop. They never will. Period. So, the Grammys doesn't dictate who actually, if you ask me, who's the top lyricist. And out of everything that Chris just mentioned, yes, Good Kid, Mad City, I think wins. I think wins hands down. Right. And this is no this, this is no diss to him. This is no diss to uh, Macklemore. Not going to lie. I thought, his, I thought his song was clever. It was cute. Yeah. It was. And it, it was, and it was something that when it came to people being able to relate, because this is a whole nother instance, because when we talk about rap, right, a lot of that, a lot of the music, people can feel some kind of way whether they can re- relate to it or not. What's up? Facts, facts. I just realized SZA is going up against Taylor Swift for album of the year. Sorry, SZA. <sighs> Sorry. So you, so, so, so. You know what? See, this is this is the moment where I get reckless on the part. So, oh, oh yeah. So we might as well also go. Says it happens to R&B artists too. You about to make a diss track? <laughs> if SZA, if SZA don't, if SZA don't win, I might have to dox y'all. I might just have to. I might have to be one of the people. I might just have to dox. But the category is really good for for album of the year. You have World Music by John Batiste. That was a good album. The Record by Boy Genius. That was an interesting album. Endless Summer by Miley Cyrus. That was an interesting album. Did Did you know that there's a tunnel tunnel under the ocean Boulevard? Lana Del Rey. Like. That you have to listen to that one to get what she's talking about. The Asia Pleasure by Janelle Monet, that was good. Guts mm-hmm. by Olivia Rodrigo, I play a lot of her music. Midnight's Taylor Swift, SOS SZA. Mm. Mm. Well, best new anybody artist. but Taylor Swift, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> hey. but you but you know what though? But you know what though? Side note, did you know Flavor Flav was a big fan of Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like. I don't he loves it. like I think he said he really liked Midnight's, but there was another album he really liked. He she actually sent Devon on her new album, uh, Flavor Flav. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and he he was excited to get it. But nothing surprises me. You know with what? Flavor as Flav. much as as much as I want to, as much as I I want to, like all jokes and, and silliness aside, I as much as I love to see SZA win that award. There is definitely a lot of competition with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say, regardless of what. Uh, you know, Grammy nominations are all right. T- SZA got a winning album with that. Janelle Monae, uh, and R and B has been in a really good space. But R and B has also been one of those genres where we have black artists that really need to be nominated. But again, 
I really never paid attention to the Grammys. If anything, I was paying attention to BET for a little bit, right? Every other award show but the Grammys. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm still saying it's fuck the Grammys anyway. Um, but yeah. I know for artists, that's important. But getting back to the conversation, so I think that's what Benzino's problem was. But also, just even then, the fact they've been going back and forth and what started is because M decided to address it after all this time. And now them too. I say get in the ring, have it out once and fall. Just do it. And ben then and, <laughs> and listen, actually, no, he's been calling for smoke every in every single song. So I say go for it. You know what? I think put money up. I think this all still stems Damn from this battle rap. I think this all still still stems from him uh not being a part of the source. Mm. I really do. Because if it wasn't for that he wouldn't really be, you know what I mean? Because that was the whole thing was he, you know, M got disrespected in the source, never got five mics or any of that. Oh yeah. So I think that's what, I think, I I think that's what he still holds on to. And the album that they were reviewing for the five mics deserved five mics. I'll say it. Which one? I want to say it was the second album. Marshall Mathers OP. I think so. Because that's how Slim this, like his best work. Isn't that's it? supposed to be that's supposed to be the yeah. pinnacle. Uh, yeah, because Slim Shady was good. I'm look. I'm thinking back to the songs. Yeah, Marshall Mathers. But Mal- yeah. yeah, that one. That was. Yeah, he had every the breathing control, the lyrics, um, what he was talking about, like. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You had um, you had stand. You had drug ballad. You had real Slim Shady. You had uh. What was that? Uh, what was that song? Um, uh, uh, um, I, I am whatever you say I am. Yeah. Oh, the way I am. The way. Yeah. Because okay, so it's first uh, Marshall Mathers LP two thousand. Then it's the Eminem show. Then it's Encore Kamikaze. No, I was right. They put these out of what I hate that the Slim Shady Relapse. LP was ninety nine. The Marshall Mathers LP was two thousand. Relapse was two thousand nine, and then you have Recovery in two thousand ten. Yep. Yeah, so, see. so we'll see what happens, but I yeah, I mean, Eminem going to destroy him. I'm sorry, <laughs> I I don't see, I don't see anything other than M. I mean, I mean because that's what you know, you know that's what he does for a living. It's like trying to, you know, you know, it's like trying to go tit for tat. It's it's like trying to heckle a comedian and thinking you're going to come out on top. This is what they do every single day of their lives. I don't know. I don't think Benzino's in the booth every single day of his life. No, no, he's definitely not. He yeah. he's at an even a point in life where he doesn't need to be. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But. Um, do I think he, do I think he, he fired some nice shots with this he one? Did. Absolutely. He did. Um, I still hold the idea that they just need to get this settled once and for all. I, I just say, Hey, if you're going to put it on wax, take, take it to, take it to the ring. Like yeah. literally take it to the ring, make yeah. a whole bout out of it. Let's go. No versus shit. Like just straight up bring him, bring your bars and let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's somebody, go. Somebody it'd be smack. one. It'd be one of the most tuned in events. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah, that would be a smart business move too. Yeah, it would. It would. It would. So, if somebody wanted to throw down the the challenge, y'all should do it. Yeah. Both of y'all got time on your hands, so let's go. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> damn, it's like normally we had the music on, but whatever. Uh, but seeing the time, 
You got anything for the people, Rob? You know, I want to... I might have said this a few episodes before, but I guess I'll I guess I'll say it again. Um sometimes sometimes things may not come to you when you want them to. Sometimes it's good just to be just you know, you know, just to be still. You know, we were just talking about, you know, people attacking you and responding to you. Sometimes you don't always have to do that though. Sometimes it's good to just take to just take a step back from things. And just and 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 not respond whatsoever. That doesn't mean you don't respond at a later time. But sometimes everything doesn't require you to take to take action. And some things might, you know, some things might not require you to uh, be impulsive. Sometimes you just need to think through things and just let things breathe a little bit and come back to it because Oftentimes, our society is built on one that requires everything now. It's a fast food society. Everybody wants you to be quick and accurate about things. And that can't always be the case. And some things in life you have to really make tough decisions on. And it's good to just take a, to just take a moment for yourself and move when you're ready to move. Not when anybody expects you to move. Move when you're ready to move. And you might be on on a deadline, that's fine. But you've done what you need to do to put yourself in a position to meet those requirements. But other times, you don't have to be on that type type of schedule. Make the moves when they're right for you to make them. And you will see things you know, you you will see things happen a lot better in your life once you're on that wavelength. Word, word. Beautiful. So, we went over time a little bit, y'all. It is what it is. We hope y'all enjoyed the, the episode. And, you know, we'll be back with yet another episode to chill to get through your workday, whatever this brings you. If you enjoy what you hear, give us a five-star rating. Four stars if you're feeling this. Some of y'all like to let us know you hate us. Yeah. <laughs> we not penny anything. Go fuck yourself. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, no. but hey. We do but, have that, that hoodie. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Because we are, we are penny in the spirit of this podcast. We are definitely petty as fuck. But, Whoever you are, you shouldn't be listening to this right now. You can go ahead and turn us off. I don't, you know. No, listen. Listen. Listen, hate listen. Thank you. Oh my god. No, I don't want you to hate listen. I just look yeah. If you're new and you enjoy what you hear, definitely uh subscribe as you know, we got plenty more. You can also hit up that Patreon. We definitely appreciate you. I am one of your hosts, Lorenzo. Big Rob is signing off. Have a good day, bye. Go Niners. <laughs> That's right. Go San Francisco. Do your job, Brock. I'm with you on this one. I got your back. We out. (laughs) Peace.